Hey there, welcome to the Seinfeld Podcast. I'm Chris, as always, got Laura with me. Um, Craig is away this week? Yeah. Um, Well, I messed up because we usually tape on Wednesdays. He couldn't make it Wednesdays. I forgot to tell him we're taping Friday, so maybe he's like at home going, man, I wish I could podcast. So, Craig, if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry. It's been a week, Craig. All right, but hey, Laura's here, and we're fine. Craig, Craig should be back next week. Um, this week we're talking the letter, and Laura and I briefly talked about this a minute ago, and I don't disagree. Kind of a nondescript episode. I mean, I, I got points we could make. We, we can get through a half hour of fun, but it just didn't seem to be like like I told Laura, hey, if if every sinful episode was like this, why are we doing a sinful podcast? Which. <laughs> Obviously or not. Obviously there's lots of great ones coming up, but this one just wasn't it. It is not. <laughs> this is not this is about as far from my favorite episode as we could get. <laughs> I mean were I hate you, to I hate to be that way, but you know. Were you bored through it? Like like what was your reason why you didn't like it? Well I just there's not a lot here, you know? Yeah. It's um you know, because we talked like we talked at the beginning of the season about how season three is like our big season. Yeah. Or you know, it becomes like a big season, and it really moves the show into an area where people start to understand why this show became as great as it was. And but you know, with everything, there's hills and there's valleys. Well, this is about as a deep a valley as you can go. It yeah. feels to me like there's one, maybe one and a half stories here. <laughs> right. No, I agree. You know, it, it's just, it's kind of, it's a disappointment after a, a few episodes here in, in the last few weeks, you know, a few couple months that there were multiple things going on and big lines from the show's history right. and, you know, and then we come here. <laughs> and maybe... You know, I always said this when I haven't watched it straight through, that, oh, season three is perfect. Maybe let's amend that. Maybe season three wasn't perfect. There were some really good episodes. I'm not saying season three sucked, Mm -hmm. but there were, it just wasn't, it was going on the right, I mean, overall, season-wise, you're right, season three was up and downs, but if you look at, like, the up and down of the whole show by season it was going up on season three, but maybe it really didn't hit a satisfying plateau until we get to season four. So, yeah, what a good teaser! Like, if you've never seen Seinfeld before and you're like trogging along with us, you're like, "Oh man, they're bored all the time." We're, we're <laughs> like, "Hey, the best is yet to come." So you know, we're giving people reasons why to keep listening, which is good. So, okay, yeah, you're right. Not a ton of storylines. Nina, I thought she was okay. You and I always argue about Jerry's girlfriends if. You know, like if I was single, if I would date him or not. I don't think Nina was the worst. No uh, offense, but if you think Nina's okay, we have a big problem. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, <laughs> there were a couple really, really rough girlfriends in the past. So if you had to compare Nina maybe to the last couple of Jerry girlfriends, I mean, Nina's like a bright shining star. I mean, she's definitely yeah. not the best, but I don't know. If I just not cute, I don't know. Well, she's she's pretty by you know by you know no you know I'm not I wouldn't say that at all. I mean I think she's very attractive, but the personality. She's incredibly jealous. Yes, she's rude to like pretty much everyone. You know she's not she's just not it's not there. 
Now, Catherine Keener, who plays her, mm-hmm. is she's a she's a big Hollywood actress now. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't know. This is a while ago, so it was. Yeah, I, I doubt this is her. I doubt this is like her first thing that she ever did. But okay, um, she's 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 probably in a lot of movies that you have not seen, Chris. Um, <laughs> but the name seems familiar, though. When you okay. say the name, I'm like, wow, I've heard of that, but she, I have no uh, idea from where. Like she, uh, things that I remember, she was in. Um, she was in Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay. With Steve Carell, um, she was in. Uh, being John Malkovich. Okay. Which is like a cult favorite. What I remember her for is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um it's a it's a George Clooney movie. But um it's a it's called Out of Sight. Yes. And she plays yes. George Clooney's ex-wife. Um she's a magician's assistant in the movie. It she's very funny in that movie, so. I would say I choose to remember her from that was that the jennifer lopez one yes okay yes i do remember that yeah yeah Yeah. that may have been lopez's first real hey i'm jennifer lopez movie right i think Um, hey or she's done some stuff beforehand no i think she was she was doing stuff before i mean she was she wasn't really great until right after that you know she had she was a musician before that a lot mostly i think but i love that movie because i mean my one of my favorite actors of all time is don Cheadle, who's the real nasty criminal guy in that movie right. um i i think he's great you know and she she's really good in it too especially like <laughs> you find out like in that movie you know you're not you know um magicians don't tell their secrets, you know? Mm-hmm. And you find out one of the big secrets of magi- of a magic trick from, like, a scene with her in it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember there was, like, a love scene where, um, like, she... Was, was it Lopez, like, a a cop or a detective in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, I think she was with the FBI, maybe? Yeah, and she had a gun drawn, and she's got... You know, Clooney at gunpoint, and Clooney's in a hot tub just nodding her. It ends up she climbs in and they, they start making out. Which, you know. But it was man. a dream sequence. Oh, it was a dream sequence. Okay. I'm yes. Sorry. Yes. All right. That was a dream sequence. I, I was so jealous of, of George Clooney where, like, a woman can have his gun pointed at you, or her gun yeah. pointed at you. And he just gives a little wink and she's like, all right, you know, here you go. <laughs> okay. Well, enough Jennifer Lopez and poor Catherine Keener who. Obviously, we shouldn't make this one of her top roles by any chance. So it was interesting. I mean, some fun moments, I would say. I mean, yeah, they're painting Kramer. You know, Kramer starts hitting on her. And, hey, at least she said, no, I'm my heart's with Jerry. I, I thought that was good. And then, um, what do you think about Kramer being painted, though, just in general? Like, you know, the, the painting of old Kramer. The painting itself? or Yeah. About him, the way, or even the thought of, of being Kramer being the portrait. Well, I mean, what you consider those the picture is beautiful, you know, right. and especially the guy and the woman who are talking about him in the painting, you know, and basically it's like they they love him because they find him basically grotesque, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, 
which I, is, you know, hilarious. I thought, and you're right, there's really no, like, oh, man, this was a great, memorable moment at Seinfeld. But if you had to say maybe the MVP moment, I love the back and forth between the old couple who were <laughs> analyzing Kramer and everything. I, I thought that was good. Definitely yeah. not, like, top ten memorable moments. Far from that. But that was probably the MVP part of the thing. Yeah, and you also saw her jealousy of Jerry's girlfriend, Nina, came out. You know, Jerry brought George over. They were just coming by to say hi. And, you know, yeah, she's very jealous. And, man, her and Elaine. And it was Elaine's fault. I mean, she was just did not like the fact that Jerry's still talking mm. with an ex. And, yeah, it yeah. was... It got pretty intense at times. And they, she did not, she did not have a problem with a pop in by Jerry. She right. only had a problem with a pop in by Elaine. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I, I could kind of see where she's coming through. Like, I mean, if I did someone that was still talking for X, yeah. But I mean, to go as far as she did, like, like I think it wasn't the idea that he, she was a little jealous, but just to ignore her and everything. And that's where it kind of got way over the top, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Um. <laughs> tickets came up. Like, uh, she got the owner's box tickets to the Yankees game. It was interesting. I had some time this afternoon, so I, I dropped Netflix. That, that's kind of my big personal news of the week. Um, so I dropped Netflix on back to DVDs of Seinfeld. So they had deleted scenes, they had the inside Seinfeld and everything. And mm -hmm. it was interesting, I watched the inside Seinfeld and uh, Larry David came on. And he was mm -hmm. talking how he got the idea for the episode. I guess he went to California to see a friend. They got tickets to the owner's box. Uh, it was at an Angels game. And Larry David was sitting there wearing a Yankees cap. And someone actually tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey... You need to take that off. The owner, Gene Autry, who was a famous actor, mm -hmm. would not like that. And, you know, David got a little bit of confrontation of that. And that's what kind of created the idea of this episode. And the same thing happened. So, to get owner's box tickets to the Yankees game, Elaine comes wearing an Orioles hat. It, it was funny. And, again, if you're watching this, just enjoy it. You don't remember these things. But it was funny because out of the blue, I've never heard Elaine talk about the Orioles before or after. But yeah. suddenly, in the episode, she's a big Orioles fan. And yeah. Yeah, she gets upset because they ask her to take her Orioles cap off. And they end up leaving the game um, earlier for that. Again, it's a comedy. And it really shouldn't matter. But I thought it was kind of weird. Um, she's she's from Baltimore originally. Oh, so. okay. I mean, Julia Louis Dreyfus is okay. from Baltimore, so I'm guessing they probably couldn't get her to wear a Yankee. Hat. Okay. <laughs> so maybe that was part of it, you know? That I mean, it probably played into it, you know? Well, it plays into if if Larry David wanted to replicate the story of the Angels, yeah, yeah. someone's wearing the opposite team's hat. It right. was just funny. They kind of shoehorned the fact. I mean, I didn't even know until you told me that uh, Dreyfus was from. Baltimore. So they kind of shoehorned the fact that she was a yeah. Baltimore fan. I, I don't necessarily think they had to have like 10 other episodes where she talks about Baltimore to the Orioles but it was just kind of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. You know, if we go back to the to the episode with her father, I think she's from Maryland in oh, that okay. episode too. So, okay. Um, one thing to keep in mind in this episode also, it might have been on your, your notes uh, mm -hmm. with your episode that you were watching. That Julia Louis Dreyfus was very, very pregnant in this episode. 
<laughs> yeah, they didn't mention that. Uh, the DVD just got focused more on the Larry David uh, yeah. story. She's like, there's only two more episodes left in the season, so um, she's like massively pregnant in this. Um, but um, which is why she's wearing like big coats through the whole thing. Yes. Yes. Um, the other thing that's really interesting here, and we haven't talked about this aspect of it yet. Sure. Um, Jerry and Nina. Jerry breaks up with Nina because I think because of her jealousy, right? I mean, yeah. because she's like a crazy loon. <laughs> and so she writes Jerry a letter saying, um, you know, that she doesn't understand why he, you know, gives up on their love and, you know, that she would do anything to be with him and all this stuff. And he's, you know, he gets like obsessed with the fact that she, you know, she says all this to him and then they're watching a movie and Jerry realizes that the word, the words in the letter are word from word from a movie. Mm. And the movie in this case is called chapter two. It's a Neil Simon play mm. that was turned into a movie. Well, what's interesting is this one of the stars of chapter two was James Kahn. Oh yeah. So who just died yeah. this week while we were watching this, uh, focused on this episode. So a little, woo. <laughs> it, it was funny. I never really, uh, boy, I'm going to sound really out of touch with pop culture. I don't think <laughs> I've ever seen the the Godfather. And I don't think really? it was like, yeah, I don't think it was yeah. like, I never wanted to see it or I was offended by it. It just, Hasn't come up like that's like interesting. I, I've seen Indiana Jones a billion times. I, mm -hmm. I think I may have watched Star Trek, like the original, or, or Star Wars mm -hmm. with Mark Hamill and everything. Mm -hmm. I think I may have seen half of one. And again, it's just yeah. my interest. It didn't really yeah. have anything to do with my upbringing or anything. Um, but you know, it was funny. Um, James Con, I, I saw this show. I think it was called Las Vegas. Maybe it was like a drama. I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that. Yeah. And Khan kind of played the owner or operator of a hotel. And I thought that was fascinating. I thought Khan was great in that. And yeah. I understand that was a TV show. It, it did okay. I can't remember. Was it on cable? Yeah, I don't think it was on regular TV. But that was a fun show. And I, I understand why that that's not mentioned when you do a obituary about it. Icon. But yeah, I, I miss him. Uh, he seemed to be a really good um, actor and everything. And then uh, Brian's Song. That's another movie I haven't watched, but oh. he was really known for that. Um, if you're going to watch Brian's Song, be yes. ready, man. Woo! That I, is one of the saddest movies ever made. Well, <laughs> and uh, my wife and I argue about this because she likes sometimes the sad movies. I like really comedies or historical movies mm -hmm. because sometimes life can get you sad. Like right now with my dad, I we actually had on the dude that played um, uh, Kevin Costner's dad on mm. um, Field of Dreams. Uh, he came on. Yeah, um, Spencer. Oh, what's his name? I can't think of it now. Dwyer, something Dwyer. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting because I haven't seen Field of Dreams for a while. And I watched it, you know, just get ready for his appearance. And obviously Dwyer was really in it for just that infamous scene with um, Costner 
and I sobbed. I mean, because I lost my dad, and I'm thinking about my dad, and I played baseball with my dad and everything, and it, it was crazy. And uh, it was funny because I didn't yell at him during the interview, but I was like, dude, why are you making me sob like this? Yeah. But, uh, but he said it was funny. I mean, he's done some other things. He really hasn't had a extensive acting career, but he says, hey, it's really helped people. And mm-hmm. it was interesting. I mean, he kind of gave some advice to me during the interview. I was like, wow, that really helped. And he said, you know, I almost like doing that because I know guys have lost their dads and have a hard time with it. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, but, yeah, but Brian's song, <laughs> kind of getting yeah. back to Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, Brian's song seemed like a sad movie. Billy D. Williams, I never realized who played yeah. Gail Sayers, but I saw a nice tweet from yeah. Billy D. Williams kind of celebrating con and... i guess they were friends throughout their whole lives after that movie after yeah. making the movie and it was like he made that before the godfather so i'll um, check, check it out sometime uh, it's a good one you should watch the godfather too okay i uh i went when i started working in our the place where we used to work together mm-hmm. um i was a huge movie buff I used to go to see a movie every every day when I was off of work when I lived in Pennsylvania for a, at a paper oh, working yeah. at papers there. And I came back and I was like I had developed this really big love for mob movies. Mm, okay. Mafia movies. And so I was like I kept saying I need to like you know see more movies. I need to like find and this was back in the day when Blockbuster was still a big thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the people that I worked with on the copy desk where we were working, um, they gave me a list of movies. And then when they found out that I hadn't seen The Godfather, they were like, what the hell? You can't say you like got mob movies without seeing The Godfather. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, it was basically my whole life changed when I saw The Godfather. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I... I had never seen anything like it before. I mean, granted, it was like 1994 when I saw it. You know, probably, no, it was later than that. It was probably 97 when I saw it. And I, after seeing that movie, I like stopped my list. And I watched, at the time, every movie that Al Pacino was in. Oh, okay. And granted, it was helped a lot by... Um, blockbuster you can't really you can't really necessarily do that today but it's a really good movie he's very good in it sunny um it's a lot it's gonna sound funny but if you there's a lot of stuff with sun and sunny's character that you have seen other places you know Mm -hmm. whether you know whether it's people making you know doing like riffs on it in other productions and stuff He's only in it for part of the movie, so. Um, but he's I, really good. I he has the it, weirdest shoulders I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I, I like the Las Vegas TV show where James Conn was the boss. I've actually seen Casino a couple times. Uh, De Niro movie with Pacino, Don Rickles had a role in it. I, I haven't seen others, but but no, you, you, it's made me interested because I know with my. I had a little bit of a strict background growing up, uh, which kind of made it tough. But, yeah, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, those movies that are out there. So, all right. Well, hey, let's wrap up a little bit with Seinfeld on um, the letter. Yeah, overall, I thought it was okay. 
it wasn't super compelling, but wasn't, it wasn't, I, I, I think I'm a little bit more complimentary than Laura may have been. Um, I, I did like the Kramer scene, uh, and I thought, uh, you know, with, with, they were painting Kramer, and then uh, the couple talked about Kramer. I thought that was good. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was free. Uh, Laura took a little break for a second, but, uh, but, but hey, we're, we're back. Everything's good. Yeah, again, overall, I mean, I thought the Kramer, I, the discussion of Kramer being pain was fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not great, but and I, I thought the I, I'll be honest, the baseball thing was all right. It just kind of threw me off about Elaine and the Orioles, but it was okay. I didn't hate it. it I may have enjoyed so, it more. If, it seems so over the top, though. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they really would have thrown her out? I mean, granted, she was in the owner's box. And no one said anything when she was walking up there, you know, like when they were first going, being taken to their seats, you know, no one said anything. And then it was only until only when Nina's father came, who was the person who gave him the tickets, that he protested. And then he basically gets the, gets yeah. the security guy to come and throw them out. Yeah, I, I think it may have been more believable if it was like somebody they knew. Or somebody new, like say George was working with the Yankees at the time, and you know maybe it was one of the people from the show that worked with the Yankees or something. Yeah, it seemed. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that Elaine was from that area, so yeah. when I've watched it in the start, I thought Elaine was just pissed off that they were, you know, yelling at her. Where yeah. you know maybe she didn't like the Orioles at all. She was like, okay, I'm wearing a different hat. You know, who the f cares? Yeah. You know, and you know, screw it. I'm just going to get out of here and everything. I mean, it was okay. Like I said, I'm not criticizing the scene. To me, I, it would have been funnier if I understood the context. I didn't understand the context. I'm like, where's this coming from? It was just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah very weird. I, I definitely agree. So what do you think? I, I'm kind of glad they didn't show the ending part of it where um, Lipman tells her to wear the hat. Yeah. To the game with, the, with that guy. I'm kind of glad that they didn't show it because no matter what in my mind that encounter is way worse than it probably would have ever been <laughs> okay you know what i mean yeah it was yeah. more horrific for elaine than it i could have ever oh yeah. could have yeah. ever made it you know well and that was the <laughs> incident they kind of described on tv right what do you mean oh no remember when he said you know we're gonna i got the tickets again and Oh yeah, and he wanted Elaine to go because you know she didn't get to go allegedly, you know, because her dad was sick. I got confused. So he's like, "You got to go, and you got to wear your hat." I got confused because I haven't seen the episode in a while, and I made the mistake of watching the deleted scenes in front of the regular. So the whole uh, thing mismatches, and maybe I'm talking about deleted yeah. thing. I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. Speaking of that, and well, let me vent about that before we take off. I get back to the, I understand when these shows came out, you, you got a 22-minute window. And, you know, it's kind of like if, you know, we're in newspapers, so sometimes you got to cut a story down to meet the space. It doesn't matter. If it's, if it's 20 inches, you got to cut it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, we've been part of it both ways, where as reporters and editors, we're arguing for, no, we got to cut it down. Or if you're a reporter, you're like, no, I want more space. Um, I 
so, okay, back in that time of the TV land, okay, you had to cut down the show. I wish, especially on DVDs or Netflix, you know, that you can watch the shows on, restore the whole show. Just insert the yeah. deleted scenes. Um, Peacock does this with The Office. But they only have done it with, like, probably a handful of episodes where they put the deleted scenes in. It's kind of, you know, you, a super episode. Yeah. I think it would just make it more interesting. You know, it's funny. That's one of the big complaints about streaming TV. Yeah. That, you know, TV shows that are made only for streaming. Yeah. And the first time I really remember it being discussed was with one of the very first shows that was on, that was ever streamed was House of Cards. Yeah. With uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. Talk yeah. about it anymore. <laughs> but, um, when when that first came out, it was always people were complaining because it was kept to the length of time that a regular TV show was. Oh, okay. Which you know, when you think about it, why you know why why make a show when it's when it's geared toward this medium where you don't have commercials at the time? Granted, um, you know it's. 44 minutes because it's geared toward commercial time but you know and that's you know that's probably why they probably didn't want they probably don't want to go back and edit the stuff to put the stuff back in you know because you'd have to have the master copies for all of the shows that have to put the to run the deleted scenes no i i agree and like i said for the most part i definitely say hey have the whole show I just want to make sure people aren't putting in stuff, just putting in stuff. I'll give you an example. And maybe people aren't going to agree with me here, but um, I got Paramount Plus for a month or two. I hate to tell you why. You're going to get mad. But uh-huh. I, we'll start out. I got Paramount Plus for a month or two. I watched, they had a movie, uh, Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. Oh, Go yeah. large. I watched good that. Movie. It was good. You did? Yeah. Maybe a little bit long. Lots of good stuff yeah, in it. I, I thought it was it. good. I think we could have shaved maybe 10 minutes off the end. Maybe. Uh, but it was good. It was good. Overall, it was good. At the end, I'm just like, man, shouldn't this movie been over a while back? So, I mean, I love streaming. You can make longer episodes. If it's a show from you know 20, 30 years ago, like Seinfeld, you can add deleted scenes, which Netflix hasn't. <laughs> they should. <laughs> but I, just don't go too long. I guess that's my only concern. You know, don't do a two-and-a-half-hour movie just because you can. But Yeah, but, I don't think I don't think they're going to add... I don't think they would ever do it now because they need these shows to be shorter because now they're going to have commercials on Netflix eventually here. Yeah, I'm wondering how Netflix is going to do that. If it's going to be... Mm-hmm. They are talking about adding commercials. Is it going to be like a Paramount Plus where you can have commercials or you can take I them out? I don't know. No, I think it is. I think it will be. I think you can buy like a high, the highest level to have right. no commercials. Which I will, not. I will have commercials because I'm too cheap. But yeah. I have pair. I have Paramount Plus because I wanted to watch the Jeremy Renner show, Bear hmm. of Kingstown. So, well, which is possibly the roughest show I've ever watched in my life. 
we've talked about this before. And you gave me that look. It was it was like a look where I didn't do something right while I patched the pages at the, at the paper we used to work at together. <laughs> when I did something wrong, it, it was that look, and it was a nicer look. I mean, we were just having fun here talking pop culture, but you gave me that look. I'll say it. I've said it before. My my summer. My summer TV show, Trash TV, is Big Brother, and CBS has Big Brother, so I figured oh, I could watch a tape delayed. It's, it's yeah. all right. You probably can watch, like, the whole series again. Yeah, well, it's on weird. There. They're putting on, like, a Big Brother Canada and, like, Australia oh. and other stuff. No, I, I, I've got time for one Big Brother because they there's, like, three hours of content, and I'm not watching the live the live, um, you can have watch these live images of them in the house. And yeah, Laura, I'm 47. Uh, <laughs> I hope I live a long time, but life. <laughs> yeah. If I die at 49, and like you're doing a podcast or you're talking in the newsroom, you know, if you're like, man, he watched a lot of Big Brother the last couple years, <laughs> of life, that'd be depressing. That would be like, you know, they should be like, wow, what a sad human being. So, <laughs> I know. Anything going on else TV wise? Um, we've talked about Frasier. You know, we got podcasts as a whole for the time being. Uh, I saw an article. Kelsey Grammer, he's excited about the reboot. He thinks it's coming. But what else is he going to say? You know, hey, it sucks. I mean, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. We all <laughs> say nice things about our life when sometimes things aren't as nice in yeah. our life. So yes. I don't know. I'll, I'll buy it when I see it. It's the Facebook syndrome. Everybody's life is great yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> right, and I think that's what Kelsey Grammer's doing. Yeah. They probably saw him. They were like, hey, we need an answer. And he's like, oh, okay, it's going great. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun. But but I will say, I'm, I'm assuming I'll be on Paramount Plus when it comes out. I'll probably resubscribe to Paramount Plus for that. Hopefully it's the same month as um, if, Well, I mean, it would be on Peacock, no? I thought he signed the deal with Paramount Plus by Michael. Oh, is it? Maybe. I don't know. Because what it was an a, a, uh, NBC. See, I can't figure out how they're doing it because I'm a, a big, huge Conan guy. And I almost <laughs> said, geez, I need to subscribe to HBO because he got a deal with HBO. Oh, yeah. It is but, Paramount Plus. <laughs> but he hasn't done anything for HBO yet. It's like a development deal mm-hmm. where he's going to have some type of a show and they haven't done it and he's doing a lot more of his podcast now, so... I, I, I don't know. Just bring them all back together. I, I don't want old school cable, but I'm tired of all the stuff I like being on different streaming services. Yeah. I'm, I'm old I school. Bring figure. back Tom Warner. <laughs> I got to figure. I, I, have, I combined, I think it's Paramount Plus with Showtime. Because I was just about to, yeah, I was just about to kick, um, to kill my subscription for Showtime. Um, because Ray Donovan was ending. <laughs> right. And then they're like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, what? Yeah. And the, the combined subscription for the two together was less than what I was paying for Paramount Plus. So I'm like, sure. My wife likes YouTube pre- Premium because she shows stuff to kids at her school and it takes out the ads. So she don't want anything objectionable mm-hmm. in the ads. I've got like YouTube Premium at home. I, I can listen to music. Um, they don't have the wide variety of TV shows that we would with Paramount and stuff. But, man, you go down so many rabbit holes. I mean, I've got 
like I could watch all kinds of clips. I, I'm weird. The more I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm done. I'm, I'm turning 65. No, I'm only 47. <laughs> but the more I talk, I'm like, geez, I'm like 70. This is horrible. So, all right. Uh, anything else about Seinfeld? We're, we're we've riffed a lot more because this really wasn't the greatest Seinfeld of all time. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say it. Um, mm-hmm. But anything else about this Seinfeld? No. Do a quick look to see what we're talking about next week. Hopefully it'll be better. If not, we're going to talk more Ray Donovan. I think next week is um, the the car. What's the one? Um, The parking parking space where they... Okay. Where um, George tries to... And the other... And the friend try to get their space at the same time. Okay. I'm I'm feeling better about that one. Definitely not a top ten, but no. uh, better than the letter, so that'd be good. All right, well let's let's close up shop. My, uh, I got I got an event I need to go to tonight. So, all right, well for Laura and Chris, and again our apologies go to Craig. He couldn't make it on Wednesday. We we couldn't tape anyway, and I'm gonna predict and say that he didn't like this episode either. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> Well, I feel bad. I literally did not reach out to him. And again, my apologies to Craig. It's nothing personal. It just, eh, it was this a week. This has been a long week. It has. And we're taping this Friday. And, and it was only four days. <laughs> yes. Well, that was the worst part. <laughs> unfortunately, I got to come back tomorrow because my week, oh. my week's still until Saturday morning. But yeah. Saturday, unless something crazy happens, won't be, won't be too bad. It's just, this is a holiday week, and there was a lot of stuff happening around Ohio this week. Yeah. Usually it's a week where there's no stories coming, but uh, one of the papers I help out had crisis. And mm-hmm. I, I actually handled it well, but it was just a crisis, and everyone was on vacation or deferred holidays. It, it just made it for an interesting week. Yeah. All right, well, for more, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out Seinfeld and all our side talk, because this show was not good, the letter. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.